Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Typically start the show with a little bit of a look at yesterday and then a look at today, and then we get into some strategy and finer points of getting you to retirement. We're out of earnings season, in my opinion. There's still a couple stragglers here and there, but you get the idea. Fossil fuels are flying right now. Energy stocks are saying recovery. I think. If I'm picking up where they're putting down. We have mixed markets today with the NASDAQ slightly higher, but the Dow, the S&P 500, and the Russell all lower. This is the vaccine trade is starting to lose steam. Yesterday, we honored the brave men and women who served our great nation. Crazy, right? Look back at war footage. Netflix has a pretty interesting show where they've colorized old war footage. Fascinating to me. I don't know why, but it is. Um, yesterday, the, the Nasdaq closed higher because what worked took a, took a couple days off, and then it started to work again. The Nasdaq closed up yesterday as investors rotated back into tech names that they rotated out of Monday and Tuesday. Tech and communication services were the nests or the number one, the best uh, performing sectors. While energy fell 1% yesterday. Hmm. New York City has ordered bars and restaurants to close at 10 p.m. COVID cases continue to climb. From what the experts say, we're about to see the next four weeks are going to be rough for U.S. hospitalizations and death rates. For those of you who are Asking about my mother, uh, my mother got COVID on Sunday, and so far she has been put in a hospital. She is not on a ventilator, um, but she's still symptomatic. She's one of those people that's coughing and sneezing. Um, so again, we wait and see, right? Um, fossil fuel was a big winner. Um, this week, I was a little surprised to see yesterday that energy stocks were up 17% on Monday and Tuesday as a sector. That's pretty ludicrous in my opinion. What else do we have to hit on from yesterday? Uh, Chipotle's digital kitchen. We did not talk about this yesterday, but I guess we could have. Um, it kind of came out late in the morning. 
Chipotle announced its first all-digital kitchen. Customers will be forced to order on the Chipotle app or other third-party apps to receive service. No walk-ins welcome. The digital kitchen will not have a dining room or service lines. Instead, it's designed to simulate the smell, sound, and appearance of a regular Chipotle. Hmm. The digital kitchen incorporates innovative features that will be a complement to the digital business sales that have been growing in the quick service restaurants on apps. I think you probably know the Starbucks apps if you're a Starbucks customer. You can order ahead, you get points. More and more of that's going to be developed. I like the idea of a smaller footprint for a restaurant. Uh, footprint being square footage. I've never really understood how Best Buy stayed in business after Amazon came on the scene. Because when I go into a Best Buy, it is like a mausoleum. It's huge. It's a football field of inventory. And that's very expensive to pay a landlord for the square footage. With that said, they did survive, but I'm fascinated by smaller footprint companies. So Chipotle going with a smaller footprint, I like it. <clears throat> Consumers are demanding more digital access than ever before. We're constantly trying to find new ways to enhance um, the restaurant experience. So that was kind of a, a nice little story out there of, again, evolve or die. Alibaba's Singles Day online shopping market event. Yesterday was 11-11 Make-A-Wish. 1-1 one, one on the calendar. 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. That's a lot of ones. So they call it Single Day. Pulled in $74 billion in China. That's 21 times the sales from Amazon's Prime Day. 21 times. Uh, Amazon Prime is kind of a big day, as is Black Friday, as is, you know, Cyber Monday. We get it, right? But when you see it in a statistic like that, it makes you go, I think I might want to consider owning something like an Alibaba. 21 times as big. $74 billion in one day. Because of COVID-19, many Chinese cannot go overseas. That actually stimulates online consumption. The gigantic shopping event still didn't satisfy investors after Ant Group's botched IPO. Alibaba owns a big chunk of Ant Group. Huh. All right. Are you with me? COVID cases continue to climb. Hospitals around the country are seeing capacity issues. Um, that should be a drag on the economy. But again, will we just switch our consumption elsewhere to online? Okay, I get it. Pick it up what you're putting down. Um, I, I didn't really hit this one, and I don't really want to. But there was a, a, a complete failure. Um, and I never really downloaded the app, so I never really got to know it. I know someone who worked for them, Quibi, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Mac Whitman. Incredibly successful business people. Um, but they had the wrong instincts for a streaming service. And it's $1.7 billion failure. And I, I think that's probably all we need to say. <laughs> we don't need to honor 
the death of the app in any way, shape, or form. It, it, it. We tried, we failed. Um, it just what short videos on phones uh, as a paid service. I don't know. I don't know. When you have Netflix right around the corner, that's got full-fledged TV shows. I, not that well thought out. Airline and cruise operators are falling today. United Airlines, Delta, American Lines, Southwest, all have pulled back. Norwegian Cruise Lines, Carnival have dipped. Royal Caribbean is lower. That might have something to do with the coronavirus cases. Yesterday, we reported 144,000 infections confirmed in the United States. Uh, except for the fact that there is a vaccine that will start production soon, if it hasn't already. Um, that's a horrific number. Statistically speaking, with several of the early November catalysts out of the way, the election and the COVID vaccine announcement, the market doesn't have a lot to focus on. So it's focusing probably on the COVID cases today. 144,000 infections yesterday were reported. Ponderous, man. Ponderous. Jobs report was pretty good this morning. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This is kind of interesting. Let's give a little props to Miley Cyrus. That's a fantastic cover song. Okay, okay, okay. Costco, and me and my producer were just talking about this. Costco, one of the first retailers to mandate shoppers wearing masks amid the coronavirus pandemic, is updating its face mask policy. It's very, very small. Uh, But again, it brings up the question of how long are masks going to be around, and will we ever get to a point where we don't have them? And me and my producer were talking, and like, we're talking about the potential lockdown and you know, is it coming again? And, you know, we're just talking, talking, talking poop, I guess you would say. Um, I was like, I'd like to see a mandate for people over 40 staying at home and people under 40 do whatever they want. And like, we're just kind of like, we're tired of talking about it. It, it. It's pressing, right? But Costco is like making it still a thing to talk about. And I, 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 I like, I like Costco a lot for this. Members and guests must wear a face mask that covers their mouth and nose at all times. Individuals who are unable to wear a face mask due to medical conditions must wear a face shield. Entry to Costco will only be granted to those wearing a face mask or face shield. Wow. <laughs> like, we're seven months into this. Uh, you've probably seen a couple of videos of people raging at Costco employees about not wearing a mask. And the Costco employees just taking their cart right away from them. <laughs> So we're still raging about it. It 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 has a parallel to seatbelts in the 1970s when they mandated that you had to wear a seatbelt. A lot of people fought it. A lot of people talked about how restrictive it was or how if their car goes off a bridge and goes in the water and it sinks and they can't get the seatbelt off, they would drown to death and how horrible that would be. Even though we never stopped and said, 
How many people drive off a bridge and go underwater and live? Or in that case, die. But we got used to wearing seatbelts. Um, we now have cars that won't start unless your seatbelt is on. So I get it. And I'm good with it. So, But we were also talking about how in the future, next Christmas and the next Christmas and the next Christmas, will masks be a thing? If you've ever had a flu that was really, really bad, it might be. I could see it happening. So is there a business opportunity in masks? I haven't been able to really figure one out. Vanguard said the median 401k withdrawal was about $12,000 amid coronavirus. The CARES Act allows 401k and other retirement savers to withdraw up to $100,000 through December via a coronavirus-related distribution. This is when you're starting to get kind of granular on 401ks and should you take the money out, should you not. Vanguard investors took money out, pulled a median $12,000 out. So to make ends meet, people kind of stole from their 401k. A good CFP will tell you that's not a great idea. Retirement savers appear to be taking advantage of those relaxed rules. And ultimately, I don't know. I, I, I still always come back to the 401k is your nest egg. I don't like confusing concepts. If, and that's one of the reasons I don't like doing real estate with partners. Because people kind of have different emotions and thoughts over time. So I'd rather do all real estate on my own so that the rules are my rules and they stay the rules. But I, I know people who are like, hey, let's want to buy a house together. Tends not to be the best idea. Um, especially if you have people who are married <laughs> because then it's not two people who are buying a house together. It's four, right? Coronavirus-related distributions are a new type of retirement withdrawal. And it, it throws down again to you, what is your strategy for dwindling your assets? About 4.5% of Vanguard 401k investors took a coronavirus distribution, 4.5%, okay. That equates to about 187,000 people. Uh, I don't want to touch my 401k until I absolutely, positively, legally have to. I want it to grow. I'd rather use other sources. But again, I get that some people needed money. So you know, that's not lost on me. Uh, weekly jobless claims fell again, and another sign the labor market is improving. Uh, not a conspiracy theory, but people are figuring out how to get back to work, which again, the spike in COVID cases right now begs the question, are these numbers going to go the other way sooner? sooner than later. 144,000 people diagnosed yesterday. That means 144,000 people who, some of them probably had jobs. They're not allowed to go to work anymore. Jobless claims totaled 709,000 last week. That represented a, a pretty significant decline from 757,000 a week earlier. More than 21 million Americans are still collecting benefits. Though that total is gradually declining. We need about 10 million more jobs to get back to where we were pre-COVID. 
Jobs are the most important thing that I care about when it comes to stock market indicators. That first Friday of every month, it gives me a lot of, how shall we say, pirate booty to work with. Who came up with that concept, by the way? Pirate booty, popcorn? Someone deserves a raise, right? Uh, Georgia saw the biggest decline in claims. Other significant drops came from Texas, Kentucky, New Jersey, Florida. Washington saw a jump of 10,000. California rose by 5,000. And Massachusetts reported an increase of 2,700. So unemployment remains a significant problem in the United States. If people have jobs, they tend to spend their paycheck. If they spend their paycheck, that tends to support the economy. Supporting the economy tends to support publicly traded companies. Publicly traded companies make up a bulk of people's investment retirement assets in their 401ks. It all kind of plays back in together. We are getting into turkey season. Uh, what is Thanksgiving going to look like for your family? It's going to look a little more subdued for mine. That's for sure. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. What happened today that in history today? The PlayStation 5 launched. Uh, will it change the world? The one thing that I've been reading about it is that it's got a really great controller that changes the experience of video gaming, takes it to a different level, not another level, not like 10 floors up, but it's a, a vast improvement, they say. Other than that, it's faster, it's prettier. It's definitely a nice move up. Let the games begin. Sony and Microsoft are at war now. No Sony PlayStations available in stores, all sold out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com, newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I think one of the better stories that came out during 2020, a year of heavy focus on the pandemic, one of the better pet stories that came out, oh, I gave it away, it's a pet story. Um, and now to take advantage of that, smart companies. Along with buying bags of dog food, pet owners have to say, what else do I have to get my dog? typically a chew toy. What else do you have to get your dog? You're going to spend a little bit more money on health insurance for a dog. Depending on the breed, it makes a lot of sense. Um, in my opinion. And it seems like those first couple years are pretty expensive. And the last couple years are very expensive. But the middle is pretty wonderful. The U.S. pet care industry is expected to increase from $53 billion to $64 billion over the next four years. That's a growth market. I think the best way to play it right now, I own none of this. I'm not telling you to go out and own it, but you should look at it. Just to see how Wall Street works is a company called Chewy. But before we get into Chewy, which for the record is 
not short for Chewbacca. <laughs> there he is. That's my boy. Could you imagine, could you imagine the inventor who invents a, a pet Chewy? Where you get your very own Wookiee. <laughs> it would be cute when he's one or two years old. It would not be so cute when he's like 140. How long do Wookiees live? Those are big animals. And that is the one Star Wars movie that I want to see. Is I want to see the, the Battle of the Wookiees. In Star Wars lore, they lived on a planet. Wookiee planet. Wookiee island or something like that. Imperial forces enslaved the Wookiees. Made them work in the mines so they can build TIE fighters and lightsabers. And there was a revolution and the Wookiees rose up. I would see that movie in a heartbeat. And I'd probably wear a diaper because I'm not getting up and going to the bathroom if you know what I'm saying. Okay, so back to Wookiees, back to pets. Walmart's offering insurance through Pet Plan. Smart companies are going to take advantage of what happened during COVID. Is your company? Along with buying bags of dog food and cat food, people are now starting to turn to Walmart to buy insurance and find a sitter for their beloved animals. I used to have a speech impediment where when I was like six, I'd say aminals. I'd put the M before the N. And I didn't remember that until I just said the word animals. <laughs> Is that weird how the human brain works? Yeah, I don't think Porky Pig could be made today. So Walmart said it's going to start selling pet insurance from Pet Plan and connect customers to dog walkers through an app called Rover. It is launching Walmart Pet Care, a new landing page on its website as a central hub where customers can find its full range of animal products and services. I think this makes a lot of sense for Walmart. I don't own shares of Walmart. It's a company that I would potentially own shares of. If I can go back in time and you were to say, okay, you're 20 years old, pick 15 stocks that you're gonna own for the next 30 years. But at this stage, I'm like, well, they're pretty mature. So I always pass on it. But there's nothing wrong with, with loving a mature woman. And there's nothing wrong with loving a mature company. Keanu Reeves, he gets props for A, being cool, B, being Keanu Reeves, and C, dating a woman his own age. Isn't that odd? What a society we live in. So anyway, back to Rover, back to Pet Plan. Walmart Pet Care It's going to have its own landing page. Walmart customers will get unique discounts and perks. Customers can save up to 10% on insurance policies by going through the big box retailer. They'll get gift cards for Walmart if they book pet sitting or dog walking through Rover. Rover is one of those apps where you can make a little money on the side walking a dog. And when you're done walking the dog or sitting for a dog, dog sitting's a thing too. You send a picture of the dog to the owners and they're like, oh, I'm at work. So the pandemic pet boom happened. And I, I, I give Walmart credit for responding to it. So the pandemic pet boom is real money. Chew toys, seasonal costumes, pet supplies. Um, I, I'm sadly one of those people who buys stuff for my, my animal. <laughs> like, I, I try not to do the costumes, but other people in my family do. Chewy did something fascinating last month. 
just showing you the smart companies and how they work and operate. They launched a telehealth offering that allows customers who subscribe to its auto ship service. If you buy one bag of dog food once a month, every month, you can now consult a vet without common concerns and jump online and you don't have to worry about going to the vet. You don't like, that's kind of cool. Again, Chewy's just trying to get our long-term business. Um, for my pet, my last dog, Maisie, died two or three years ago. Very, very sad. Um, it took me not that long to get another one. Um, I think they're part of a family, right? And I, I think of them that way. But my dog is eating the same dog food essentially two years in a row. And probably for another 10, unless some allergies break out or something bad happens, right? That's loyalty. And if you get that kind of customer in business, you are golden. So pet care has always been a growing market. It's always an easy market to talk about. Um, there's other companies like PetSmart and Petco, Walmart, Target. Uh, Chewy launching a telehealth services differentiates them. And I kind of like the idea because like I said, my, I'm not going to change dog foods. Uh, I need a chew toy that lasts more than two minutes. I know where I can get them and they can send them to me. No fuss, no muss. By offering multiple services, um, retailers hope that pet owners will spend more. Customers who get pet insurance through Walmart may later get medications filled at their pharmacy. You see how it kind of all works together? The elbow is connected to the knee bone. And I know you're like, that is one ugly animal picture you're painting for me. But it all works together, right? Oh, game consoles. I was talking to Andrew, my producer, and we're talking about the launch of the PlayStation. He told me one of the fake news stories yesterday that got debunked was an Xbox owner wanting to get free stuff. Tried to make it look like his Xbox was smoking, like it was catching on fire or overheating. So he would blow marijuana smoke up the back of it. <laughs> Takes a video, wants free stuff from Microsoft. But mm, he got caught. And that's where I go, I hate America. <laughs> like that's what's make that's what makes America horrible. Why do we always have to try to scam to get free stuff? Okay, I'm digressing, right? Um, Costco's mandating masks. COVID is surging. Wall Street's running out of steam this week after having a monster nine days. Starbucks is offering a holiday free drink today. A week after the Red Cups and the holiday drinks return to Starbucks, they've got a festive deal for us. From 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., there's a buy one, get one free on all handcrafted beverages, grande size or larger. And that in includes the caramel brulee latte, the chestnut praline latte, the eggnog latte, the peppermint mocha, the toasted white chocolate mocha. I know people who go crazy over pumpkin spice lattes. Like, they talk about it. I'm not that person. But... I think it's a good idea for Starbucks to continue to try to stimulate demand. Buy one, get one free is not exactly the best deal in the world when you're paying five, six bucks for a cup of coffee. But I like it. If I were to go back 30 years in a time machine, would I own Starbucks? I absolutely would. Do I own it today? I don't. But I would consider it because I think it's a mature company that's not going anywhere. 
and they sell something that I think is a, not a controversial statement when I say this, highly addictive. When your 10-year-old son comes up to you and says, oh, I need caffeine this morning. You're like, what? Did I just hear that right? Oh, boy. So COVID-19 and Starbucks, they've, they've done pretty well during it and through it. I would say they've handled that news pretty smartly. Uh, DoorDash, Roblox, Wish, and Airbnb all expect to go public this year. And I don't know how Airbnb is doing it. Um, they seem to have been in a position not to do terribly well. Between early and mid-December, public investors will likely get their first crack at buying DoorDash, Wish, kids' gaming company, Roblox. And yeah, if you have a kid who has an Xbox or an iPad or PlayStation, Roblox is a, a thing. Um, it's kind of a non-violent video game where it's pretty inane for me to look at because I like the violent video games. But there's like, hit the X button to grab a pizza dough. Hit the B button to slap pizza dough. Hit the C button to put sauce on pizza dough. Hit the D button to put it in the oven. Hit the X button to pull it out of the oven. Grab pizza and move it to a car. Get in car with a B button. And to me, it's just like, whoa, I don't get it. I'm sure someone's going to tell me how great it is. I get that it's really good for kids. Roblox expects a billion dollars in billings this year, largely from in-app pur purchases. Uh, Epic and Fortnite. Boy, have they taught us about in-app purchases, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money. Money, 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 investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. You know you've got a thoughtful kid when he comes to you. He's playing this song. And he goes, Dad, this song makes me feel sad. About someone who died. And I'm like, I'm kidding. It sounds like a happy song. Listen to the words and I, I was like, dude. You're a chip off the old block. I love my kid. It's a sad song that sounds happy. I kind of feel that way sometimes when it comes to the stock market. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Today doesn't feel great. Take a look at the numbers. Nothing great. Take a look at the COVID infections. Uh, eight straight days over 100,000. We're talking about a lockdown again. While me and the radio producer say, I don't think Americans will take it seriously. I just, I, I don't have faith in mankind. <laughs> so my mom's got COVID. So I believe in lockdowns. But then again, I always have. Um, Disney's going to report earnings tonight. 
I think that's probably worth talking about on some level. Investors are going to focus on Disney Plus, in my opinion, because there's not a lot to talk about on Disney World, Disneyland. Uh, Disney's latest subscriber count will be one of the most closely watched metrics. I saw Disney made some sort of goofy relationship with Fortnite that you get two months free. Like, okay, I, okay. But Disney in August reported they had 60 and a half million subscribers in less than a year of operation. Netflix global subscriber base of 200 million. Disney has a long way to go. But if they come out today and say something like, hey, we're halfway there, we're at 100 million. We're going to go, huh. They've really created a, a, we see Netflix's valuation. Can they, can, can Disney do this? And I have a family member who works at Disney. She used to work at Fox. Um, they got acquired. She used to work, um, she works in movie promotion. And it's not healthy right now. The movie industry is not great. The uh, resorts aren't great. I got an email from the Olani. Come to Hawaii and see Mickey in a, a mumu. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, okay. Okay. I got to say this because I haven't said it in at least two months. I love Hawaii, but I hate luau's. If I never have to go to a luau ever again, I will be the happiest man on the planet. When you've seen one, you've seen them all. The chief came to the island of Hawaii and a great goddess of wind pushed his boat to the island. Like, no, I can't take more bad dancing, bad singing, bad food. The way they try to get adult males to go, they promise you free beer, as much beer as you can drink, but they don't tell you that they only have one bartender serving 1,000 people and that the beer that they do give out is, I want to wash my car with it. Oh, yay. I said something good. The people like me. They honked for me. I could use another honk right now. Thank you. Thank you. So the new structure at Disney, um, they've kind of changed their studio. So we are, we are going to be paying attention to these subscriber numbers, but they've also said we're not going to just make shows clearly for ABC. It's not going to be ABC, and ESPN is going to be ESPN, and Disney Plus is going to be Disney Plus, and the movies are going to be separate. They said we're just going to try to figure out how to send a good project this way and a good project that way. So we don't really have a lot of good understanding of what Disney Plus is, is and isn't yet. They did a big restructuring, putting all of their creators together under one unit to generate studio, general entertainment, and sports content. Another unit is going to focus on distribution to determine which platform to use to release what content. You might remember that Disney did release its live action Mulan during the September quarter to Disney Plus. So not only did you have to have Disney Plus, but you had to play, pay $30. Um, but then you get to keep the movie. And for those of us who have Disney Plus that don't want that movie, I'll never see it. Um, so it's kind of a weird 
boxing, right? Segregation. Um, some people get it this and some people get that. It, maybe not segregation is the word I'm looking for. Maybe segmentation? I'm not quite sure what word I'm looking for. Um, ESPN's been a big problem for Disney for the last 10 years. As the price of the NFL package goes up, as the price of the NBA package goes up, as the price of Major League Baseball goes up, um, that's left Disney with higher costs. And they had this grand scheme years ago to build out their company and do a ESPN 1, ESPN 2, ESPN 3, ESPN University. I woke up at about 3 o'clock this morning and I turned on ESPN and uh, live from the Masters. Uh, that's expensive stuff. To, that's expensive content to create. And when you kind of get bloated, that's when you start looking at your business model and say, okay, where do we need to cut? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The weekly jobless claims were positive, but the market feels a little bit tired. So it's kind of a happy it's kind of a sad song today, but it's got happy words in it. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't, because then we see 144,000 infections. It just feels like rain today. It's no, it's not good. I feel blah. I'm the Shaw of blah. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com as well.